Welcome to Real Talk with Bishop Brown. Our hope is that you are blessed and that your relationship with God continues to grow and flourish. The next voice that you'll hear will be that of Bishop Brown. Thank you for listening. Book of Acts. Uh, As you're standing, I certainly want to honor and acknowledge all graduates, those of you who have already graduated or who have uh, or who will be graduating in the not too distant future. We are proud of every graduate at every level, whether you're moving from pre-K to K, K to one, two, three, four, five, six through 12, or whether you're graduating from college or even getting your master's or terminal degree. Uh, It takes a lot to move from one level to another. And uh, you've proven that you've got what it takes. And so we celebrate you, we honor you, and uh, we celebrate with you. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you for the written, spoken, and living word of God. Teach our minds, control our emotions, direct our wills, govern our behavior, and in the process, transform our lives. For we ask these things in the strong and perfect name of Jesus, who is the Christ. And the people of God said together, amen, and praise God. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all, Acts chapter 2, I'm sorry. you just in the book of Acts, just, just wandering in the wilderness. <laughs> Acts, Acts chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. That's right. There's a lot of stuff comes with 60 now. I just, y'all just got to be ready. And look, and don't be just criticized. Just help me like Travis just did. Pastor, you ain't giving us the scripture yet. Just help, help a brother out. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm well into AARP now. I'm, 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 I'm well into that. All right. We in the same place? Same page? Amen. <laughs> when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We'll stop reading right there. And uh, I, wanna, I wanna just put a tag on this text as we are st- studying the book of Acts under the ultimate banner of power. Today I wanna talk from the subject, power to the people. Power to the people. You may have your seats with your Bibles open. You may have your seats with your Bibles open. Uh, Would you give my my wife a hand as she comes in, escorted by the woman responsible for both of my births. My mother brought me into this world and then shared Jesus Christ with me when I was about 22 years old. And so God used her as the vehicle uh, to facilitate both of my births. And uh, I rise and call her blessed. Amen. 
power to the people. Uh, in previous uh, messages in the book of Acts, we have talked about the prelude to power. Because in chapter one of the book of Acts, we discover that uh, Jesus is spending his last earthly days with his disciples. And Luke, who wrote the self-titled or self-named gospel by the name, the gospel according to Luke, is writing this uh, sequel, if you will, to talk about what life on earth looked like for believers post Jesus's ascension. And, um, and he gives us insight. He gives us information. He, he gives us even uh, uh, inspiration as he reminded his, uh, Jesus's disciples that, first of all, there was a promise of power. God the Father, uh, as recorded in the Gospels, um, promised his believers, his followers, that, that when Jesus left planet Earth, he was going to send another comforter, namely the Holy Spirit. And as we suggested on last week, um, the Holy Spirit is not a thing. He is not an inanimate object. He is not, he is not, he is not something that, 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 is re, that should be referred to uh, uh, in the context of a thing, but he is a person. And as a person does, he has a personality. He has feelings and he has purpose and so uh, the promise was reiterated by Jesus in this first chapter with instructions on what to do while they awaited the promise you recall that Jesus instructed them in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 he instructed them that first of all that uh, they would have power, but the power would come after uh, the Holy Ghost. And, and when they received this power, they would become witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. But he also gave them instructions uh, that, that they were to remain in Jerusalem until they have acquired that said power. Uh, God is a God of order. He's a God of order. He's a God of order. And, and, and it is interesting to me that, that many times when there is a supposed interaction with the Holy Spirit, um, it is many times expressed in ways other than order. <laughs> um, and so therefore, uh, he tells them to go to Jerusalem and wait until the promise comes. And so they did that, and there were about 120 
believers. I want to be clear on this. When we go into chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible talks about that they were all together in one place. And so from the previous context in chapter 1, we know that there was about 120 souls who were believers in Jesus Christ that met in this upper room where they prayed. They prayed. They prayed. They prayed. Remember now, they were already believers. And they prayed. And the Bible says, when the day of Pentecost arrived, the day of Pentecost, the day of Pentecost. Pentecost was, was not just an event that happened in Acts chapter 2. Pentecost had been taking place uh, 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 for eons before Acts chapter 2. Because what Pentecost is, it is, the word Pentecost literally means the 50th day. And so it was the 50th day after the harvest. And, 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 and I have my notes right here. It was the 50th day after Passover, rather. And it was the day that the Jews celebrated the feast of the grain harvest. You can reference Exodus chapter 23, verse 16. Uh, Exodus chapter 34 and 22, Leviticus 23, 15 through 21, and Deuteronomy 16, 9 through 12. There is a long and lofty history uh, of the Pentecost. And so the Pentecost that we uh, celebrate today, in fact, today is Pentecost Sunday, um, is, was not limited to what happened in the book of Acts. But in fact, God chose uh, that particular day uh, as the manifestation uh, of when he would send the Spirit of God to not only uh, hover over man, but to literally indwell humanity. Indwell humanity. And even more specifically, indwell believers. I want us to be clear, to dwell within believers, okay? The key to experiencing the presence, power, and purpose of the Spirit of God is to believe in Jesus Christ. And, and, and the good news is, is that unlike these disciples, these followers of Jesus in the book of Acts in chapter 2 verse 1, uh, who had to wait for the spirit to come, uh, we who believe today uh, have immediate access to the spirit of God. The moment we put our faith and trust in Jesus is the moment that we also receive the spirit of God. We don't have to tarry. We don't have to go sit in the amen corner. We don't have to wait until something hits us like a lightning bolt. As soon as you put your trust in Jesus, you get everything that God has purpose for you to have. When, 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 when I was born some 60 years ago in a few hours, I, was, I had been uh, an, an embryo and... And, and, and I don't remember, but I just, I'm sure. Uh, and, and as I grew in the womb of my mother, 
um, uh, I was ultimately birthed. And once I was born, I don't remember, I don't know, I don't recall if the doctor spanked my behind and I started crying. I'm not sure how that worked out. But I know this. When I was born, I had everything within my body that I have right now. Same toes, same fingers, same eyes. I probably didn't have as much gray hat in, but everything I have right now, I had when I was born. I came complete. And it would be over the, the, the span of time that I would grow into who I am right now. But at birth, I had everything I have right now. When we are born again, you have everything you will ever need to do life in Christ. Oh, come on. That, that, that's worthy of a bigger celebration. When you are born again, I'm assuming some of us have been born again. The moment you have been born again in Christ, you received everything. You received all of the Holy Ghost that you will ever get. Because remember, the Holy Ghost is not a thing that can be measured out. He is a person. And you cannot get pieces of a person. You got all the Holy Ghost that you're ever going to get. The issue becomes not how much Holy Ghost you get or got. The issue becomes as you grow in him, how much of you does the Holy Ghost have? Because we've learned to compartmentalize. We've learned to try to isolate him in certain pockets of our existence. I, I, all right, Holy Spirit, I, I want you to show up in me uh, when I go to church. But now when I'm at that club tonight, I don't, I don't need your services. When, when, I, when I'm on my date, When I, I'll let you figure out all the other scenarios. But here is the good news. No matter what you think you are doing in terms of controlling him, you don't control him. That's why once you become a believer, you don't quite feel the same in certain environments as you once did. Am I, am I, making any, am I talking to anybody in this house? Have you gone to a club? I'm talking about the kind of club you used to go to. After you got saved or, or after you have become aware of the presence and power of, and purpose of God in your life. Have you ever tried to go back to your old life? Anybody besides me ever try to go back to your old life and do what you used to do in your old life and all of that? Let me tell you something. That's the most uncomfortable feeling.
I know it's true for me. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they, who's the they? The believers in Jesus Christ were all together in one place. And suddenly, and I love that word right there, and, and suddenly, and immediately, and I don't know another word, and suddenly there came from where? From heaven. There came from heaven. It is important for us to realize that, that the Spirit's presence in the life of the believer is not earth-sent. Is, he is not an earthly entity. He is a heavenly entity uh, sent to empower earthly beings. And suddenly, there came from heaven a sound. I hope you're following along in your scriptures. A sound. A, a, a sound. And what did it sound like? A mighty rushing wind. Kind of like that. I thought he was coming. No, uh, a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were saying. Now, it says it filled the entire house. Is that it referring to the Holy Spirit? No. That it is referring to what? The sound. Y'all are on this thing this morning. That it refers to uh, the sound. And, and, and it says it filled the entire house where they were sitting. As a reminder, what were they doing when they were sitting? They were praying. Because when you are expecting something from God who is supernatural, then it Prayer is the supernatural vehicle through which we commune with God in order to access that which God has made available. Prayer. 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 So simple, yet so neglected. It's amazing how we want the best of God, but offer the least of ourselves. I want God to do great things in my life, but I only talk to him when I get in trouble. I, I, only, I only spend time in prayer with him uh, when the bottom has fallen out, when hell has, has, has broken loose, when, when the enemy uh, is, is, you know, They're here praying. And so it filled the house where they were sitting and divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And so we've got a sound, but we also have a sight. 
the, 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 the presence of the Holy Spirit as he is showing up in their presence uh, showed up uh, with a, a, a sound and a sight. Their hearing was affected and their seeing was affected. And he rested on them. And they were all, how many of them? They were all, who are these? Believers. So every believer, every believer in Jesus Christ was filled with the Holy Spirit. Make it clear that there were no unbelievers in this setting. Because an unbeliever cannot be filled with the Holy Spirit. We ascribe a whole lot of stuff that people do to the Holy Spirit's work. And I'm not here to try to scientifically uh, 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 deduce or conclude what the Spirit is or is not able to do. But what I do understand is that he operates in, in the lives of believers. Now, he also orchestrates on the lives of unbelievers in order to get them to a place where they can be open to receiving Jesus Christ. But the Holy Spirit ain't working in nobody that does not believe in Jesus Christ. If you want to know the Holy Spirit, you got to know Jesus first. Golly. So, 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 so what we have here is, first of all, a description of the Holy Spirit's arrival. I, I, I love how Luke takes the time to describe his arrival because this was, other than the birth of Jesus Christ, the advent, this was the most significant arrival of the presence of God in all the Bible. And so the description here revolves around, as we've already suggested, the sound and the sight. But then uh, in the same context, there are the symbols, the symbols. What, 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 what symbols uh, are we dealing with? Number one symbol, uh, a rushing mighty wind, the rushing mighty wind. How, how, how many of you, how many of us can control the wind? Anybody? Yeah. The, the wind, whether it is rushing and mighty or whether it is soft and warm, we have no control over it. Fact about it, you recall when Jesus was having a discussion with Nicodemus uh, and, and, and Jesus uses, again, the wind as this metaphor and said uh, that the wind listeth, the wind blows where it will. In other words, there are some things that we cannot affect, but we are affected by. And the Holy Spirit is, is one of these. And so his presence shows up in a symbol of a violent rushing wind. But there was another symbol, and that was flames of fire. 
flames of fire. The, the Spirit of God is often connected to a metaphor of fire, uh, which indicates his ability uh, to, uh, to uh, 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 refine uh, his ability to burn off that which is not germane to our walk with the Lord. The Spirit of God is a flaming fire. I, 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 I believe it was Jeremiah who says uh, that, that the Word of God is like uh, fire shut up in my bones. Yeah. And, and, and so the, this picture of the coming of the Spirit uh, is important for us to understand that, that the Spirit of God has, has a way. Look, there, he has an undeniable presence in the life of the believer. Oh, my God. He, he has an undeniable presence. So, so we looked at the site. We looked at the symbols. Uh, and, then, and then finally in this section, the supply. The supply. Look, 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 look. First of all, the supply. Every believer was filled. I, I, I need us to understand this word filled. Because often when we think of the word filled, we think about it in terms of a quantity a quantitative measure, right? This glass is almost filled with water, right? Thank God. But filled also has a, another connotation beyond quantita quantitative, it is a qualitative description and so what filled me anybody now again I'm 60 y'all gonna be hearing that till I turn 61 uh, I don't know how to say this without y'all thinking bad of me and then my mama right there but 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 uh, let me absolutely like back in the day my friends would, 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 would engage in um, spirits. And there was a term that my friends would use to describe their experience. And you would often hear my friends say things like, man, I'm full. Anybody ever heard anything like that? Man, we were so full. That's what they were saying. Man, they, they were so full. And what that meant was not that they had eaten so much that they were. What they meant was they had intake, in, in, they had, they had, I knew y'all would know. We consume so much that it controlled them. I wish y'all wasn't so bougie and just and just and just would come and go with me here. 
have you ever been controlled by, by something other than the Holy Spirit? And man, and, and when the spirit, I mean, I mean, when the spirits, small, small S-P-I-R-I-T, when the spirits take control, it, it dictates your speech. It dictates your walk. Somebody's testifying right over there. I heard them. I heard them right over there. It dictates your walk. It, it dictates your... I'm going to just get in the mic. <laughs> you, you, you think of stuff that you wouldn't ordinarily think of. And as you think, you do. You ride right into it. And sometimes you wake up the next day what, I'm, what I've heard. You wake up the next day in the company of... Okay, so... So... Back to the text, y'all. Let's, let's, let's stick with the text. But I wanted us to understand that, that being filled with the Spirit is, is, is not quantitative in terms of how much Spirit they got but it's descriptive of the effect of the spirit that they experienced. Bless the Lord. And they were all, watch this, controlled by or with the Holy Spirit. And consequently, what, what, what do we say gets affected when we used to get full? Speech. Watch this. And they were all filled or controlled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues or languages. As the Spirit gave them utterance that's 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 so powerful right there because because i believe the primary effect of the spirit of god in the life of the believer manifests in our speech You know how you can tell whether a person is filled with the Spirit? Listen to how they talk. I'm not talking whether or not they speak properly, whether they use the King's English as, you know, whether they have proper diction and whether they, you know, all of that, conjugate their verb, no. But who is the subject of their speech what is the substance of their speech yeah. see see when when we are filled with the spirit guess who the subject of our speech will be Jesus Christ 
Guess the substance of the spirit of the speech, the word of God. And so and so these believers who were praying for the presence of the spirit to come into their lives, all of a sudden now when they when the sound is heard and the sights are seen and the symbols are manifested, now they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and then we can we can also uh, 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 what's my word here? We can also well we can also speculate that they all began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The miracle here is not even merely that they spoke in other tongues. The miracle in this section is that, as we'll find out in the next several verses, is that, is that they were able to be heard and understood in languages that may or may not have been their native tongues. Oh, God. In other words, when Jesus says... In chapter 1, verse 8, and you will be my witnesses where? It's still in verse 8. It ain't changed. <laughs> Some of y'all fool right now. No, uh, 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 you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and where else? Uttermost parts of the world. And so now that the Spirit has come notice uh, they are speaking in different languages so now let's 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 see what else happens now there were dwelling in jerusalem jews devout men from where every nation every nation every nation of the then known world i doubt there are any americans there every nation right and, and so you got people from all over the then known world uh, and watch what happens. They were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, uh-oh, well, what sound? Is it that sound? Da, the speaking in other languages. Look, the, all these people have come from all over the then known world uh, and, and they are there because of the Passover. Okay? People came from all over the world to celebrate the Passover, and uh, which means that they were all Jews. May not have been ethnic Jews, uh, but, but they, have, they have embraced the Jewish religion. And so now they are celebrating the Passover, which was, you recall, the, the, the event where back in Exodus, uh, when, uh, when God got ready to, to, to uh, exact punishment uh, on uh, Pharaoh for what he was doing to his children, um, God tells Moses to tell all, the, tell all my people to go into the houses and uh, I want you to, to sacrifice a lamb uh, uh, and I want you to dip into the blood of the lamb some hyssop. I want you to paint the doorposts with the blood of who? The lamb. It wasn't Jesus then, but it was symbolic 
of Jesus Christ. I want you to paint the doorpost with the blood of the lamb because everybody who's in the house that, that has had the blood of the lamb painted on the threshold, everybody in there is going to be safe. I, I, I already feel like closing right now because, because when I think about the blood that is on the doorpost, I cannot help but to recognize that my life, the doorpost of my life has also been covered, wish I had help right there, has also been covered by the blood of the lamb. I wonder is there anybody in this place right now that understands that because you put your faith in Jesus Christ, that, that, that the doorpost of your life has been painted by the blood of the Lamb, by the Savior who gave his blood on Calvary's cross, and as a result, you are saved and safe. Oh, my God. You're saved and you're safe. You're saved and you're safe. You ought to tell somebody, I'm saved and I'm safe. <laughs> I, I, I'm saved right now. I, I, I know that heaven will be my eternal dwelling place because I put my trust in Jesus Christ. And when I invited Jesus to be my savior, the doorposts of my life were painted with the blood of the lamb. And so no longer do I have to spend my life uh, worrying and wondering uh, what's going to happen to me when I physically die because I'm already a child of the king. I'm already a citizen of the kingdom. I'm already saved and safe. And so throw every dart that you want to throw. Throw every weapon that you want to throw because no weapon formed against me can prosper. Not because I'm so good, but because the blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never, ever lose its power. Anybody in the house know anything about the blood? I'm so glad to report that the blood that Jesus shed is more powerful today than it's ever been. It's more useful today than it's ever been. His blood protects me. His blood provides for me. His blood is, is what keeps me going. I'm glad today that he shed his blood. I'm sorry that he had to do it, but I'm glad that he did it. Anybody here glad that the blood was shed for you? Anybody here excited today that the blood covers you, it covers you from your sins of yesterday. It covers you from your sins of today. And it covers you from your sins of tomorrow. We've got full coverage. We've got comprehensive coverage because of the blood. You ought to praise him now. You ought to give him glory now. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the 
the Passover. I'm not Jewish, but I thank God for the Passover. He passed over me. The death angel passed over me. The death angel. I'm not talking about physical death. I'm talking about spiritual death. I'm alive spiritually because of the blood. Thank God with me for the blood. Praise God with me for the blood. It will never lose its power. Can you praise him now? Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. I don't care where you're from. You may be from the Bayou City of Houston, Texas. You may be from the, the Marsh of Louisiana. You may be from the Plains of Georgia. You may be from Paris, France. Doesn't matter where you're from. We all had to meet the cross at the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away it was there by faith I received my sight and I am happy all the day at the cross can you praise God for the cross can you worship God for the cross, good God Almighty, I looked up and I'm saved, I've been redeemed, you're looking at a new man, you're looking at a 60 year old that feels like a brand new baby, I'm saved, I'm washed, I'm cleansed, I'm redeemed, I'm on my way to Beulah Land, anybody here? You tried him, won't he make a way if he's ever made a way for you? I dare you to stand on your feet and let the world know that he's done something for you. If he's made a way, I dare you right now to give him praise, to give him glory. I know you're cool, I know you're cute, but I dare you to step outside you're cool. Step outside. You're cute. And give God an ugly praise. Give him an ugly praise. Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? I know he's all right. He's alright. I know he's alright. Jesus, my savior, my way maker, my deliverer, my company keeper, Mary's baby, Joseph's stepson, Jew's big brother, 
Jesus, the way, truth, and life. Jesus, the Alpha and Omega. Jesus, I know he's all right. I know he's all right. I know he's all right. Power to the people. The same power that raised the dead Jesus. The same power that spoke creation into existence. The same power. If you've got Jesus, is in you right now. If you don't know Jesus, Jesus is available to you right now. And let's just be clear about something. The Spirit of God does not come into our hearts, into our lives to make us shout. In my in my upbringing in church, it was taught me, never will forget, I started to call his name, but he could be your uncle, but a deacon in our church who taught the men's Sunday school class. I was sitting in that class as a kid for some reason. I don't know why I was there. And he was talking about what happens when we get filled with the Spirit. And he said, he said, you know, when the preacher's preaching, we fill up. Never forget, because when he said fill up, he spat. I followed that spit so I could avoid it. People fill up and they lose control. And they shout. And, and I heard that. I didn't, I didn't know biblically whether that was right or wrong. I just had to accept it at the time. But thank God for time and teaching. Has nothing to do with how high you jump. How, how much you run around. She was full of the spirit. She ran all over the church. No. Primarily has to do with our speech and how we communicate about Jesus Christ. And I, 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 Oh, you don't have to take her out. No, you don't have to take that baby out. Let her cry. That sounds like we're growing. 
That sounds like we're growing. I, please stay in here. And so I want us to understand clearly that the power to the people comes to a person who has accepted Jesus Christ as Savior. Those who have put their trust in him. And as I said a moment ago, if you haven't yet done that, don't you fret, don't you cry, because today is your day. Today is your day. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Because there just might be one or two or five or 20 people in this house who have never openly, knowingly, willingly invited Jesus to be your savior. You've known of Jesus perhaps all of your life. You've heard about him all of your life. But some of us have heard of Barack Obama but have never engaged with him. So just because you hear about somebody does not mean you have a relationship with that person. And what Jesus is all about is relationships. Therefore, what the church is all about is relationships. The Bible says that there is at least four things we need to know and understand. In order to be saved. One, you got to know that God loves you. Just as you are. If you buy a used or pre-owned car, many times it has a sticker on it that says, as is. That's how, you, that's how we have to be when we come to Christ. Don't try to fix yourself up. Don't try to get yourself together. Come as is. He already knows all your mistakes, all your errors, all your sins. He's not tripping about that. Sometimes the church trips about it, but Jesus is not tripping about that. He wants you just as is. The Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Secondly, though he loves us, all of us are born sinners. No, without exception. All of us, if, unless our name is Jesus Christ, all of us are born sinners. It's not your fault. It's your mama and daddy's fault. Because it's their mama and daddy's fault all the way back to Adam and Eve. More so Adam than Eve. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Thirdly, Jesus Christ is God's only provision for our sins. I don't care how good you act, look, talk, dress, cook. There, there is no being or doing good enough to attain heaven. Jesus says this about himself. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Fourth and finally, we must individually, this is not a group thing, individually invite Jesus 
to come into our lives and to be our savior. We have to individually trust him. It doesn't matter what kind of breakfast you ate this morning. It does not help me at all. Because I have to eat for myself. I don't care how much you love a person. You can't accept Christ for them. You can introduce them to him. But he, that person has to invite Jesus for themselves. And so with that information, as simple I trust as that is, you have everything, you've heard right now, everything you need to be saved. I can lead you in a prayer right now. And you can invite Jesus to be your savior. If you're, if you're at all in doubt, or if you already know, man, if I die right now, I know I won't go to heaven. Some of you may be saying, you know what? I might go. Let me see. What did I do yesterday? Uh, I might go to heaven. <clears throat> I don't know about you. Heaven is far too important for me to be thinking, I might go. Heaven lasts, look, eternity lasts way too long for me to be gambling. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. This is me rolling dice. So, if, so here's the good news. You can be sure today, right now, by inviting him to be your savior. And I don't want to put anybody on the spot. I want to ask every person in the room to just repeat this prayer after me out loud. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my life. And I receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving every one of my sins and giving me eternal life. Take control of my life and you make me the kind of person that you want me to be. In Jesus' name, according to God's word, I am now saved. I wish everybody in this house would just give God praise right there. I wish, I mean, if you'd already prayed that prayer, if you'd already established a relationship, you ought to praise God that, that you got to, that, that, that's familiar to you. But if you asked, if you prayed that for the first time, today is your day. And you just became a citizen of the kingdom of God. Oh, this is the best. That's the best decision you've ever made or ever will make. And if indeed you invited Christ for the first time, immediately following this service, I want you to come down and share that information with Minister Travis Collier right down front. And uh, he will share with you some next steps, not in terms of salvation. That's settled. You don't have to add anything else to that. You're saved right now until eternity I should say unto eternity but there are some things that we need to do on this side once we are saved 
and uh, he's going to share that information with you. So please come down and see Minister Collier right down front. Amen? Amen. Come on. Can we bless the Lord for our music ministry, our hands of grace, hospitality, media ministry, administrative staff, deacons, deaconess, everybody, lottie dottie and everybody. Thank you for making this such a special birthday for me. Uh, I really appreciate the kindness, uh, uh, the cards, the, 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 the well wishes, all of that. I appreciate every kindness that you've extended to me. And, uh, and uh, just so you know, uh, in, in my family, we celebrate the whole month. So what was they 28, 29, 30, 31, still got a good three days of celebration. And when you, when you turn like around number like 60, I think you, give, you get a whole year as far as I, I know. So, 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 so we're going to be celebrating for a while now. Listen, I love you with the love of Jesus Christ. Eternal God, our Father, we have said to this thy people that there is power available to the people in the person and presence and purpose of your wonderful Holy Spirit. Place these truths deep down in our hearts and upon our minds and help us, O oh God, to walk in obedience to the Spirit of God. And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of your wonderful Holy Spirit be with each of us now and forevermore. Let the people of God say together, amen, and praise God. Would you make sure you shake hands and hug at least seven people, including the pastor and family right down front. Thank you for listening to Real Talk with Bishop Brown. We hope that you were blessed. If you would like to accept Christ, join our church, help continue the work we are doing in our ministries, watch live on Sundays, find us on social media, or give online, you can visit the link in the episode description. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.